This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael in the studio. It's good to be back with you, Michael. Likewise, Tim. Our question for today is, should I skip church for my kids' sports games? Mm. Interesting question. I've faced this many times. Yeah, both personally and as a pastor, because I've been asked this question. What about you? Yep, I had a friend. Friend is a loose term. Pastor at a very mainline liberal denomination, and and uh, they came out to me, and he said, I "Can I talk to you about church?" I said, "Yeah," and he says, "I can't get any of my young families to go to church." Whoa! And I said, "Well, I wanted to say we'll preach the gospel." <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. So then I said, well, like, no, it's not really a problem. Our parents, most of them have a priority to be a church and they model that for their kids. And, you know, of course there's a couple who miss and whatnot. And this pastor was just kind of dumbfounded. And, and so the conversation went down the direction of, so like, like, how did you do that? Mm. And uh, I did, I did go, the conversation definitely went down the pathway of, you know, when you proclaim the gospel and teach the word, it has a powerful impact on people. And when you, when you teach self-help lessons and you don't preach a pure gospel, the impact is very different. Mm-hmm. And again, I was trying to just be kind, yeah. you know, deep friendship would be an overstatement. We'll say acquaintance friendship. So that person and I have had our disagreements, but the idea here is that what I think many of the young families at village church, especially have, have learned is you know what I'm going to model for my kids and they're going to repeat what they see. So if church is optional, yes, then church is optional. Mm-hmm. If it's not optional, it's a high priority. And I do find that there is a generation of younger parents that are not doing the same thing. I'm just, so I'm giving you observations for the boomers. When they raise kids, I would be like, I'm the kid. I'm a son of boomers. Sunday sports weren't a big thing. Right. In my generation, it wasn't a big thing. We right. never had sports on Sunday. Totally. And culture shifted. And in the Deep South, we didn't have sports on Wednesday night because that was typically prayer when prayer yeah. night was. Right. So you had the Gen X, Gen Yers who started this real phenomenon, in, in, at least in most of the metropolitan not Chicago, you know, burbs. Yeah, the burbs around the country. And what they found is so, you know, a lot of this became really normal for Christians and non-Christians who right now would be in their, you know, late 40s, you know, 40s and 50s, whatever mm-hmm. they raised kids. And this was normal. And and so there were a whole bunch of kids raised by Gen X and Gen Yers who it was standard protocol. Like when I was the youth pastor to their kids 10, 15 years ago, this was a constant problem. Even yep. some of the most mature people, I couldn't convince them that I- you're actually – practicing unhealthy things. I had the same conversations as a children's pastor because I did that for like 15 years. Totally. And watching the kids who were very engaged in the children's ministry suddenly miss three, four yep. weeks a month yep. because they were in sports. And it's like, well, yeah. what, what, what's going on here? Yep. Then you had the rise of the Saturday night services, yes, which and that's by the, and large were for these families. That's right. Saturday night came because mainly because of the young families that had kids in sports on yep. Sundays, yep. Sunday mornings. Yep. And for some people, it is just more convenient. But but by and large, if you didn't have the sports families on Saturday nights, a lot of these Saturday night services would be functionally unsustainable. And so we take it a step further. And what you have now is millennials, which are twice or more the size of the Gen X, Gen Y mm-hmm. generations, 
are starting to have kids and particularly um, millennials who are not Christians are not even having enough kids to replace themselves. But Christian millennials are now just actually beginning to have one, two, three, four kids and they're having a lot more kids, which by the way, that's going to play itself out in two or three generations. Yes, it will. In some pretty significant ways. But they're starting to have kids, and their views on things are a little bit different. As the world gets more secular, as the world goes after our children, and we're seeing it and experiencing it in much more powerful ways than any generation before us. And by the way, it's only going to get worse when the Gen Zers start having kids. The Satan's pursuit of their hearts and minds through education and media are going to be 10 times what it is right now for the millennials' kids. And so we're starting to see, like, wow, there's an onslaught for our children's hearts and minds And there's beginning to be a generational turn, and one of these is the priority of church for Christian millennial families who have not abandoned church. Now, there Mm -hmm. is this nun group of people, the N-O-N-E-S, or there is a group of, uh, I'll just call them jaded Christians, but oftentimes millennials, by the time they're having kids, often they're coming back to church, Yes, and they're reprioritizing it in a non-consumer way. Uh, There's not a lot of just space for, for consumerism with millennials who have kids. It's just, there's too much going on. There's too much demand. So anyways, I say all that because times are changing. Basically, when you find younger families, I do sense there's a change on the horizon that is for the good to the point where this is largely not an issue for us at Village Church. But your kids will prioritize and have values for what you value and prioritize. the parents value. And if you don't prioritize it, Again, like that's your decision, but I promise you this, there will be a ripple effect mm-hmm. in your children. Oh, yeah. You may not be able to quantify it now, but I'm sitting, you're sitting on the back end of 30 years plus of working with children and students. Yep. I'm sitting here 20 years later in ministry watching now the cycles play themselves back. It has a profound effect how you treat Sunday, whether or not you are a consumer and you just come and sit and watch, leave, complain, and go and eat, like or whether or not you're serving and engaging. Um, there are powerful things that families do with how they engage Sunday mornings that actually do have a transformative effect on their children. One of the things that I love about Village Church is how many kids run freely in the building. (laughs) Yes. They own this place. And they should. They should feel that they own the place because it is their church. Totally. Many of them are there for both services. Mm -hmm. Some people come early and then they don't leave until an hour after the second service is done. And the kids just... You know, they are taken care of well, and they have a lot of freedom, and it's a really amazing, I think, place for them. But even that reality that our, like my kids, it's not just because I'm the pastor. I'm not the only person who does this. Right. There are a bunch of families whose kids are there for each service because mm-hmm. every week they attend one, they serve, serve one. one. Uh, sometimes their kids serve in different places, and that is having a profound impact on these children. Let me see if I can address this question from a practical standpoint, Okay. Uh, and, and <laughs> Impl- implication. You were really ethereal yeah, and unhelpful, yes. but can I get like let some... Me, pra- yeah, let me see if I can just be practical. <laughs> it, because I've uh, lived this. Yes, you know, yeah, I've had yeah. kids that grew up in sports. Both of my kids were fairly good athletes, and both of them were three sports kids in high school. And without being legalistic, judgmental, as the parent, you've got to set the example. You've got to show what is most important. Today, there are enough opportunities for your kid. If your kid plays soccer or it plays uh, volleyball or plays, uh, you just name the sport. There is enough teams and there is enough leagues that if you want them to play, you as a parent, you know when the games are scheduled. Mm -hmm. You can look at the schedule before you ever sign your child up and say, oh, we've got 14 games on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Okay. As a parent, you've got to make the decision. 
okay, that's not going to work for our family because church is more important than the sports. And then you can look at another, another league and say, okay, they might have one game on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock and all the other games are throughout the week or maybe they're on Saturday. This league will work for us. We'll figure out what we're going to do on that one Sunday yep. when that Sunday comes and we'll be working towards that. If there is a game or two games or three games on a Sunday morning that's going to conflict with your church service, then you have a conversation with that coach before you ever sign that child up. The other thing is, Maybe you're in a church, maybe you're not a village church where we've made the decision not to have a Saturday night for a multitude of different reasons. I was a part of a church for eight and a half years that did have a Saturday night service. And then you just say, you know what, as a family, that particular weekend, we're going to go to church on Sunday, a Saturday night so our child can go on Sunday because church is the most important thing in our family. That is a decision that I think Christian parents have to make for themselves to set an example for their children and for the betterment of their child. When those children, they need that routine. They need to get that consistency of going to see their friends at, at children's church or, or children's ministry. So to take them out one, two, three weeks of the month is not good for your child spiritually or relationally. So having said that, set the example. Church is important. It's not optional. My son plays baseball. They have games on Sundays, and we just tell him he won't be there. Yeah, you it's just tell him up front. We're not going to go to a 9 a.m. game. I mean, we're there both services, and I don't want to just model worship. I want to model service, and so yeah. we just don't do it. If it's after, you know, 1 p.m., we'll make it because that's usually when we are, you know, out and about. But beyond that. Yeah. You feel good? I, yeah, I feel great about it. I just um, – I know there's a lot of parents who are going to listen to this with regret because I cannot stress enough of how – socially acceptable this was, sure. I would say like from 2000, from probably around 2002, three to 2012, there was a cultural note. You just couldn't, I could not get through to parents. Mm -hmm. I was an idiot. And the amount of people who left their church over this mind numbing, I, yeah. I sat down with multiple families in that season who said, we're going to a different church because they have Saturday night service and, and our kids need to play sports and, and by the way, almost none of those kids got scholarships, no. you know? The reality is the number of kids that actually get college scholarships, it's few and far between. 2%. My son, again, didn't have a scholarship, but he had opportunities to walk on at NIU or at a Christian college here in the area and didn't have a scholarship, mm -hmm. but he could have played on their football team. So if your child's a good enough athlete, if they've got a good enough history and statistics in that sport... Colleges will take them. They may not get a scholarship going in, but they might get a scholarship the second, third, fourth year. And that's the reality. So speaking of the devil, <laughs> does the devil know who is and isn't a Christian? Great question. Let's deal with that next time.